the BizLodge Academy is officially open. Today is May the 20-something, 28th. It's May the 28th. Welcome to May, almost June. If you're sick of that same damn biz you've been doing for the last five years, or you got this really cool idea, or you just have a really good knowledge base, we're going to teach you how to monetize that from your concept to actually getting customers, no bullshit, like actually getting people to pay you for what you know. That's what we're here to help with. Go to bizlaunchacademy.co, that's bizlaunchacademy.co to get full details. Today on the podcast, we've got Ginny O, the CEO and founder of Wander. By far one of the coolest companies and people we've talked to, she travels all over the world. I think she's got an, an ideal job or kind of like business concept for a lot of people. So she has 30 employees, they all work remote, and they just communicate all remotely through Slack and different online tools that they can they can do and, and put all their collaborations in one spot. Right, and she was in LA. She was, she was in doing LA a podcast I, for a day. Then she was going to San Francisco for like an hour, basically. and then she's in Belize. And she's—I saw a post she put recently. She was in LA for 28 days. That's the longest she's been anywhere over the last month. My last month. That's the longest she's been anywhere over the last year. Like you said, she's in San Francisco, Belize, Bali. She's all over the place, still running a business and communicating with her employees throughout. Really fun conversation. We hope that you get some inspo from this one, and maybe you start doing this as well. We hope you enjoy. Jenny, what is good? Welcome Thank to the podcast. You. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, so I, I don't know. It was like last week sometime. I saw you're in LA because you're everywhere. Uh-huh. Happened to look at your story, and you were in. It might have been Marina. Where were you at this week? Uh, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in LA. Somewhere in LA. LA. Yeah, yeah. LA's a big city. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? How long are you here for? And you were like, oh, I got Monday morning or Tuesday afternoon or something like that, you said. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let me text Timmy, figure out what we could do. And we made it happen. Here we are. Memorial Day at 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Or as you're listening, Tuesday evening. Yeah. <laughs> Post Memorial. Hope, yeah. hope you had a great yeah. Memorial weekend. Yeah. Right. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do because sure. you're everywhere. <laughs> So I am the founder of Wander. We're a product strategy and user experience design firm. Um, we work 100% remotely, so I get to travel around the world, uh, see some new places, meet with new people, and work with our clients uh, all over. Yeah, uh, I see you're, like I said, everywhere. Like you're <laughs> in LA, you're going to, you said you're going up north for four days? Uh, I'm going to San Francisco for one day, or less one day. than one day, and then I'm flying out to Belize afterwards. To Belize, yeah. and then you said you're back to LA in a couple weeks, uh-huh. and then you're... Uh, no, actually, I'm going, after Belize, I'm going to New Mexico, and then to LA... And then after LA, going to Miami, Miami, back to San Francisco, and then to Chile. Jeez. And are these working with like people you work with or uh, clients or just mix. for fun? Yeah. It's a mix. So this is actually the first quarter where I'm doing a little bit more personal travel. So last quarter was just insane, going to conference after conference, meeting with clients and meeting with team. Uh, this quarter, I'm trying to take it down a little bit. Uh, meet with meet with some friends, do some personal travel, and, and yeah. slow it down. Yeah. Gotcha. So so and then in your company, it's all design based. It's all design. Okay. Yeah. So How'd we do you a get li- into that? we do a little bit of development, but we try to specialize and focus on user experience design. Gotcha. Um, I got into it kind of by accident, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, like all good things, uh, everything was pretty organic. So I started out having my own tech startup. 
uh, and of course, uh, like any startup, it failed. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that one? Uh, I was in fintech. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I just wanted to travel at that point. I was like, fuck it. Like, obviously this was not meant for me, but I want to see the world. Um, how do I pay for that? Well, I can pick up some freelancing, uh, started doing yeah. some content writing, a little bit of marketing and website design, uh, started consulting for startups. And then the startup started getting bigger and the project started getting bigger. And I was like, oh shit. I need to hire other people to help me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so it was, you know, me plus a bunch of freelancers and then a couple years of that and, you know, started bringing those freelancers in full time under the name of Wander. And then here we are today. So, yeah. so how many people That's work cool. with you then? Uh, we're right around 20 ish full time. Oh, okay. And then plus wow. like plus or minus like a few other contractors that we work with. Wow. So I think in total, like right around 30 people. Nice. Yeah. And where where is everybody around the world? So a big chunk of uh, our people are here in Los Angeles, okay. uh, although we don't have an office. Um, and then we've got a couple people out in the Bay Area, Miami, Portland. Uh, we have some international people as well. And then travelers like myself as well. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. That's awesome. That is cool. We, we've struggled with having people work remotely. Yeah. How do you, like, how are you able to do that with 30 people? <laughs> it's hard, you know, especially yeah. initially when we didn't have any processes. It was just like, yeah. like what, what happens if you're in a different time zone? And uh, we started to learn pretty quickly um, about different ways that we work really well together, not only within our team, but like how do we also coordinate with our clients as well? Yeah. So uh, initially what we did was, doesn't matter what time zone you're in, between 9 a.m. to noon Pacific time, Monday to Thursday, you are online. I don't care if it's 3 uh, a.m., yeah. you chose to travel, so you better be That's online. That's cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we're a little bit more careful about where we do our hiring, so we make sure that they're at least within, um, you know, three-hour um, time difference of Los Angeles, of okay. Pacific time. Gotcha. Yeah. So no East Coast? No, no, we do. So oh, like, three hours. Yes. Yeah, three yeah, hours. <laughs> Jesus. What an idiot. It's, it's the hottest. That, I, I lived hottest. in that time zone. <laughs> it's the hottest. I'm like, three hours? Well, well. So how do you, what like uh, technology and platforms do you guys use to communicate then? And, so and Slack, yeah. Okay. Slack is big. Uh, Zoom. Um, and then, yeah, uh, real-time board for whiteboarding sessions. So those are our three main platforms. Do you know that one? I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know that one, actually. No. It's, it's basically like an online whiteboard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can put sticky notes. You can, like, draw on it. You can, That's like, cool. put links on it. It's, What's it called cool. again? Uh, the real-time board. The real-time okay. board. Yeah. And that integrates with Slack, I'd imagine? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. Mm. We used to be, we, we had a tech startup. Mm -hmm. A couple tech startups. Fit tech. Fit, fit tech. Fit tech, yeah. okay. Yeah, explain it to me. He, he can he can sort of speak the language. He can't like code. No, I can't code. But um, I, I'm I'm in another planet when it comes to. Yeah, things. it was uh, it was like uh, five years ago, four yeah, years ago. Yeah, I right, moved out here. So we started a company that was geared towards high school athletes. Then uh, we switched that up and got more like the training aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Moved to Santa Monica is more like um, online follow people's workouts type routines. Um, and this is like four or five years ago. So yeah, no one was yeah. doing anything like this. It's, a, it's a ahead of its time. Yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> Revolution. Yeah. So basically we were bringing athlete influencers, do their workouts. People could mirror their workouts, collect different things. Um, and that was, I mean, that was the basic premise of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so it was like, you know, that was the biggest headache was tech yeah. for tech sure. Part of it. Yeah. Cause, cause again, we couldn't do it ourselves. Right. So we could, you know, we could talk fitness and speak to the trainers and get our, are, are people who are creating the actual workouts. But when you talk in tech and all that back end stuff, yeah. he can speak it. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know shit about shit, but yeah. 
And, and that's a lot of the work that we do is, you know, we work with founders that are very specialized in their industry and sure. what they do. And then we bring the expertise of, you know, how do you create a product but minimize the risk as much as possible? Yeah. Um, and a lot of the biggest mistakes that we've seen is, you know, there are founders with this big vision and they're like, oh, we want to build the entire platform. Uh -huh. But they don't realize if you want to build the entire platform you're going to be stuck in development for over a year. Yeah. Like, why don't you start with something small and that's manageable? I mean, you're going to be doing a lot more manual work, but at least it's one step towards building that technology, yeah. go out to the market, test right. it. Just yeah. say it's beta. Exactly. Yeah. It's and beta. Every, and everyone understands. Right. Yeah. And, and, but people have different understanding of what that beta means. Yeah, sure. So yeah, that's what, that's what we work with uh, founders on trying to like flush out and minimize their risk as much as possible. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We, we could have used you. <laughs> five years ago yeah no definitely i i could have used any, me five yeah, years ago yeah, too. Yeah. anything would have helped yeah because yeah. we I, tim, again tim tim was pretty good with this stuff but like we just we we had a couple people we brought on one guy was really good our last guy before yeah. we switched over to what we're doing now video marketing mm -hmm. but we had some guys in between that, that just right. i mean you know working with developers it's it's hard yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. how do you convince a guy to come hey work for peanuts when you got like google right. paying them a half million dollars or what you know like stuff like that it's it's tough right. and, and you have to speak their language and mm -hmm. get them excited about it. And it was sports and fitness, which a lot of developers, I mean, there's a small fraction of people who are actually interested in that. Right. So we had to find those handful of people. <laughs> we so, had some interesting times yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so on uh, all your travels you've done, what do you think has been the coolest experience? Not, mm. not like, like work experience. Of course, I'm sure you've, you've seen like the craziest yeah. cool stuff, but. I would say in terms of uh, a mix of work and personal, like Bali has a special place in my heart. Really, yeah, yeah it, it's funny because when people ask me like, oh, should I go to Bali? And I, I'll always ask them like, what's your purpose of going? If it's for tourism, don't go because it's really, really touristy. But mm. if you have a purpose and you want to meet other digital nomads and you're going through a transition of your life, then hell yeah, like Bali's pretty freaking awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you think that happens there? I think it's because there's a community there where people who are going through a, a transition in their lives come and they are just so, so supportive of each other. Um, people come with a project in mind or they're like, you know, I, I'm at a chapter in my life where I just need to do something that's different. And so you have a, a very eclectic group, a, a very eclectic community that just come and gather and it's just like a no judgment. You just come mm. and learn and you grow together. Yeah. So, um, I try I to go once a year. Yeah. So I try to go once a year. Um, so this time around, or I went last November, uh, November and December. And, uh, for me, my purpose was I want to get some surfing done. And I also want to figure out what I want to do for 2019 because 2018 was a rough year. So <laughs> for me, it was just like, okay, I need some time off. I need to like regroup my thoughts and then figure out, how I'm going to propel forward for the new year. How was it rough? How was last year? Um, last year, we did a lot of experimenting. So mm. we were trying to figure out how to grow um, in different ways. Uh, so we've never done outbound marketing, for instance. And mm. so we were doing all sorts of experiments, like throwing money left and right on, ex on, on marketing and um, hiring. Uh, that was an experience, too. So it was just uh, a big roller coaster <laughs> ride of of new experiences because what i was used to is uh, here's a client here's what they need let's go do the production work and then yeah. i went from that to 
let's go do marketing, which I was not used to. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. go hire a bunch of people, which I also wasn't that used to either. Um, and then I, I also was going through some personal stuff as well, where um, I just felt really lost. And I felt like I kind of lost a little bit of purpose. Um, I was also joining a lot of different communities at the time that, you know, I wanted to be a part of these different entrepreneurship communities, but I felt like I, I had a horrible sense of the imposter syndrome because I, I ah. see I, I saw, you know, people in those communities who are doing 10, 20 plus million dollars in revenue. And, you know, they've been in business for uh, many, many years. And here I am just like, oh, my God, I'm like such a baby compared to everybody. Like, I don't belong here, you know. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, mental um, uh, challenges that I was going through. And how do you get over that shit? Go to um, Bali. Go to Bali. Go, go to Bali. <laughs> go to Bali. Uh, you know, I think it just with anything, it just comes with practice. Like you go to more of these events and then you realize, uh, you know, that you're really not that different from everybody else. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just all in your head. Like you yeah. you're there because you belong there, not because you're there by luck, you know, and it's it's coming um, uh, getting over that uh, mindset and actually being confident in what you do and who you are. I feel like we talk about that all the damn time on here like with everyone who comes in they're like ah you know i didn't think i could be this and then i was and then i was like oh yeah that person's like me yeah. we're the same yeah. they just happen <laughs> to do it first or whatever you know or they're they're a couple years ahead of where i was or yeah. months or whatever yeah you can do that shit yeah and i remembered when i was freelancing for some of these larger agencies here in los angeles and they were charging you know their enterprise clients like twenty eight thousand a week and i'm like holy shit like they must be like doing some crazy magic work or something. Mm -hmm. And when they contracted me and they're like, oh, you should, you're leading the project. And I'm just thinking like, I'm so I'm doing the same thing for you guys yeah. as I am doing for my own company, except we're just charging really yeah. a lot yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm exactly. doing the same thing. Yeah. So like, you know, it's just a mindset. Like I can, I can charge more because yeah. it's the same work. It's the same production. Yeah. So that yeah. was tough for us at first when we yeah. started doing video stuff and it was like, how do like, we don't know what to charge. Like uh, we uh, we want to charge ten million every yeah. project, you know, yeah. but it's like, should we charge like a hundred ten bucks? Like, right, right. <laughs> like yeah. obviously we charge more than that, but it was like, where's where's that range where it's like, it's not too low, but also we're new. Right. How do we get in right. to be able to get get this gig and show them we do a good job, and then hopefully be able to charge more er and exactly. you know, take it to other people. And you got to know your value too, because if yeah. you charge too little, yeah. people are gonna see you as like, oh, you're just you're just starting out. Yep. yep. So it, there's that like fine line between being too cheap and too expensive yeah, sure yeah. sure and we've talked to like big brands before and we're like oh okay we need to like just just to show them that we're at whatever level we need to have our number at x bottom x yeah. all right yeah. now what does this cost for on our end right, yeah. right there was this one pitch that we did and it was an agency a big agency and they're like send us a quote for this like this this and that it was like a two-day project mm -hmm. or something like that it, this was a nothing project it was a nothing project for them, but we we're like, like, like effort wise, this is a, it was a good big brand. And we're like, I don't know, let's, let's bump it up a little bit. And so we bumped it up because we thought, you know, we're going to put some extra resources in it. And they're like, why are you so cheap? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is like, yeah, this is a good chunk of a project here. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. And it, Cause she's seen our work too. Right. And she's like, I didn't realize you guys were that, yeah. that low. Yeah. But we, we know, I don't know how much you know about like what we do, but like there's what we can do with two, three people 
most people have like 11 people yeah. right. and, and right. that person's just sitting there and that person's going to make sure everyone has lunch yeah. and this person's going to yeah. make sure the, the light is tilted instead of having somebody <laughs> walk three feet to right. tilt it. Yeah. It's like, there's so much wasted money and yeah. time. And that was actually my, my response. I was like, we're efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you want to not be efficient? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. But and these th- big brands do expect the, you know, higher price points. Yeah. 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 Well, right. and w- sure. We can, we can add some zeros to that if you like. You <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, just what, like you were. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've we've also been. There's been times where we're like, oh shit, we need to have like more people here because they're gonna be there, and we want them to it to feel bigger than it is. Yeah. Even though we know you don't need to have yeah. that, so like, let's pay somebody else X number of dollars just to be there, like as an as a helper, right. just to have the look and the vibe of like this is yeah. what everyone else is. At the same time, when people accept like one of our our um our pitches, we're like shit. We should have. We should have charged double, or, you know, like <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like, damn, we could have got that. We yeah. should have went up. And what's funny is that these bigger brands, like, you put in the same amount of work, and they're just like, oh my god, you're so you're so efficient, know, right? and yeah. this is great. Yeah. You do the same type of work for startups, and they're like, this is such a waste oh, of money. Oh, and they're on you every <laughs> second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. They're pinging you at midnight. Totally. Like, yeah. I need this at six a.m. <laughs> yeah, but you get it too. It's like when it's your money, yeah, and you're not bringing in. 100 million a year or whatever whatever that number is like you're like shit like that's how we were you know we have we've had a couple employees people that are people that have worked for us and it's like when they're not doing something they should be doing and it's on our dime you're like son of a bitch like (laughs) like let's go let's go this needs to be done just like with a startup you know this is their baby right they gotta be walking you through step by step almost it's a different world when you're startup to yeah oh yeah to other shit do you do you ever travel with your employees uh, yeah, we do. do. Yeah, we'll do we'll do retreats. Um, oh, cool. So the leadership team, we try to meet as frequently as possible. So now uh, we we went from meeting each other twice a year to now meeting each other every 45 days. Yeah. Mm. And then with the how many people team, is that? Uh, just the three. OK. Yeah. Um, and then with the rest of the team, we'll still try to meet up like twice a year or so. Yeah. That's as cool. like a whole team. Yeah. yeah. But you guys do like Zoom or Skype and FaceTime. Weekly. Yeah, so every day we'll we'll oh, do video day. calls. Yeah, so every anytime. Well, so we'll do like as needed. Uh-huh. Um, sure, so sure. me and the leadership team will usually talk like every single day, and then the production team they'll like do video calls within each other's team. So how many? Okay, so you have you have your team. How many projects are you? I don't know if you want to say or not, but like like projects spread out, like different um, clients are you working with? I want to say we're working on like ten ish projects. Okay. Which is funny because like a year ago we were juggling about twenty to thirty a month. Wow. Uh, now it's you know less clients, yeah. bigger projects. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Much nicer. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we kind of transitioned. Yeah. From when we started. Oh, excuse me. You were talking about doing doing the podcast, your your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you you did it, or you were starting to do it. You did that? I I was starting to do it, so I recorded the uh, the promo, which actually looked re- it turned out really nice. Okay. Um. So I recorded the promo. I recorded the first six episodes all in person. This was when I was in Bali. Um. Oh, yeah. And the podcast is about other people who are uh, starting and scaling their businesses remotely. So it's mm. called Remote CEOs. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have not yet launched it. It's just taking too much of my time. But you've already recorded the six? I did, but I haven't released any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I was going to ask you what it was about, but you just said what it was about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's like us. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had like uh, one episode where this one guy, he's a good friend of mine. He 
travels the world uh, 365 days living in five-star resorts. Like these are resorts. I saw that. I saw you like posted something about him or something. Yeah, yeah. It was like one photo on my Instagram, but like yeah. he'll stay in places that cost like 10 grand, 20 grand a day. Yeah. For free. Yeah. <laughs> 365 days a year. That's wild. Damn. Yeah. Just knows how to play the game or does he have a big following or how does so, he do it? No. So he, he runs his own Instagram marketing agency. And so he actually doesn't have his own personal account, but he has a network of, oh. um, you know, Instagram famous people. And so uh, cumulatively has over 300, 400 million followers through his network. And so what he'll do is he'll go to these resorts, uh, film some content and then release it out to all the accounts that he manages. Damn. Wow. So it, it'll go viral within like a couple days. Yeah. yeah. And it's huge value to those places. Yeah. So and th- nobody knows who he is because he's not Instagram famous. <laughs> and he wants to be like that. Yeah. He's just all behind the scenes. It's great. God, it's so great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. What a cool life. Does he, um, how do you know him? You just met him on a random trip? Uh, I met him. So I knew of him before I met him. And then we finally met in person in Bali at one of the retreats that I went there. So um, I went to this retreat called Unconventional Life. Um, Mm. It's hosted by uh, this amazing woman named Jules Schroeder. And uh, when I was first told of this retreat, I was just thinking like, oh, it's like a it's like a business network. You know, people go there. People like myself are going to go there. We're just going to go and like hang out in Bali and network with each other. That's what I thought it was going to be. And within the first day, I see people who are butt naked jumping into the pool. And I'm like, what the fuck is this yeah. shit hippy dippy uh, shit like, yeah, yeah. what did yeah. what did i just sign up for yeah um and it was a five-day retreat and by the t- by the fifth day i was just like i'm like really upset but like she's brought out all these different types of emotions out of me yeah. but i also feel like i went through this weird transformative uh. phase in five days where you know i went from being um, so focused on like work and uh, being really guarded and, and not really having much of a personal life to like, oh, wait, like you need to you need to grow as a person, too, mm-hmm. in order to propel forward in your business. You can't just be all business. You also have to like grow as a person, too. Sure. So that's kind of what what I went through in Bali last December. That's cool. <laughs> when you do those retreats, do you are you I'm not working for five days, too? I still check my emails. Okay. I get a little anxiety if I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not going to be like doing work for more than an hour or two. Yeah, yeah. that's that good. Makes sense. That's a weird thing though. I don't we only till like recent at least I've never felt comfortable on a vacation until like a year ago. Yeah. I don't We're know if I still like have like turn it all the way off. Even when we go to Hawaii, like I'm still like cuz the time yeah, zone is so yeah, different. Yeah. So I'll wake up at 4:30 and Yeah. just be on for a little but like, hours and then Yeah, I, we went to North or South Carolina mm-hmm. 2 years ago. Right, 2 summers ago mm-hmm. and that was the first time where I did nothing for like 3 days straight. Cuz we would just go to the beach and we got our yeah. we got five, I have five nieces and a nephew. He's got his daughter, and um, so our whole family went out there, and we were all just playing at the beach and in and out, and I did nothing for three days. And that was the first time I was comfortable doing that. And I've been back for, like, holidays and stuff, and usually after, like, day one, I'm like, all right, I need to do something. (laughs) Like, you know, let me get on the computer, check something, or we need to be doing something on Instagram or whatever. But it was nice to just chill. Yeah, yeah. That was me um, last March, so March 2018, was the first time that I ever went offline yeah. for five days straight. Great? 
Oh my gosh, I, I had so much anxiety leading up to it because <laughs> um, I had signed up for a trip to Machu Picchu to do the Inca Trail with uh, with some friends. And I don't know why when I signed up, I just thought like, oh, I can bring my laptop. I'll, I can do a hotspot. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that there's going to be no reception yeah. in the Inca Trail. And so when I found that out, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I got to I got to like make sure my people are good. And just like, you know, yeah. pulling all nighters the, the week before just to make Jesus. sure I have everything set up. And um I, I was really worried while I was hiking and then I get back uh, back to civilization. I open my computer up and it's just like, oh, like I don't have anything to do. Like uh, everyone's got it taken care of. Yeah. This is such a weird feeling. It's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a great feeling. Yeah. 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 But it was it was it was a little bit it was a little difficult for me to get used to at first. Cause I was like. Oh, I feel kind of useless. Like, what do I do now? Flips switch on <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? You guys don't need me? Yeah. 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 Do you yeah. ever wish that you guys weren't <clears throat> remote at times, like in the same office? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, so last July, we actually had everybody um, here in Santa Monica for the entire month. Oh, cool. Um, what was interesting was by week three, I had some people tell me they're like, I can't wait to go home so that I could be productive again. Oh really? Ah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so for just them, out of their routine and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So for them, like coming into the office at nine and leaving at five, like that was not their optimal um, efficient schedule. Like for them, mm -hmm. like they prefer to. Well, the ones that told me they prefer to work for three, four hours and take a break, go work out, have some food, yeah. and then work late at night. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What, what made you want to do that? Bring everyone together. It, it was just needed at that uh, point. It was needed. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of, um, organization and, uh, processes that we had to like take, take care of. So we just brought everyone in and I'm just like, okay, let's flush out X, Y, and Z while we're all in town together. Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? When you, when you do have to do that, yeah. like even for us, like, you know, we work from our houses, mm -hmm. you know, we don't even, <clears throat> we've gone to like spaces before. And sometimes I feel like when I have to go to the space, even though I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do, I'm just like, all right, they're like, especially when we had other people working with us and I was like, damn, we got to go to that place by you know eight or whatever. And I was like, damn, I don't want to, I don't want to go today. Like, yeah. I just want to like do whatever or right. do it from the couch or yeah. like there's, there's that like, ah, I don't want to do it. And yeah. I don't want to not do something. Right. Especially living in LA, you just waste so much time yeah, going to an office. I mean, like, you take what, like 20, 30 minutes to get ready. And then it's like another 30 minutes to drive and then yeah, you have to yeah. find parking. It's yep, just like, yep, Oh my God. It's yep. a lot then of 30 minutes back. And yeah. yeah. Well, if you're, if you're and not in rush hour, yeah. it's like an hour back. If you're in traffic, you're looking at two hours just to, to around right. with the actual yeah. work. Right. And, and that takes up so much of your energy too. Like, I don't know about sure. you guys, but like when I drive, I get stressed out. So like it just <laughs> drains out so much of my energy. Yeah. I, I don't drive. I don't even have a car. Yeah. And my girl's got a car. So I'm like, now nah, we have a car yeah. that we share, but she drives it. Yeah. Unless we're going together somewhere. But when we worked uh, at this, that control collective back, mm -hmm. back there, yeah. as that no one who's listening can see, but to, <laughs> to the left of your screen, uh, <laughs> we would be able to walk there. Yeah. So it was easy for us. We've never had an office where we had, we couldn't walk to even in Charlotte. When we had an office, in there, Charlotte, we did it down. We would walk. There was a kind of like a half yeah. mile walk, quarter yeah. mile walk. Always so walking. Longer still, than most people still time walk, yeah. to walk. I mean, get but ready yeah. to walk and pack your stuff up and then yeah. unpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you forget your charger and then you have to walk. Oh, the, the worst. <laughs> Dude, you know the how many worst. times 
You're like, all right, I'm just, yeah. I'm done at noon today. Yeah. Like when, whenever this, this computer right, lasts, right. Yeah. I got an hour and, and a half. To, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. We would, and we also, when we started doing that, he would always give me shit. Cause I would, we'd leave it. You know, I don't know what we'd leave seven o'clock, seven or eight in the morning. And in Charlotte in the summer, it's like 80 degrees already, 85 degrees. It's hot as shit. And I'd be sweating and it's like, oh. I don't want and to. He, do gets, this. he gets. I would get super so annoyed. Yeah, and I'm like sweaty as shit. <laughs> and it's 8 a.m. already. Like, oh, damn it. Yeah. This is how I'm starting my day. Like drenched in sweat. Not ideal. Yeah, I, I have a rule of thumb where uh, in LA, if I have to drive for more than 20 minutes, I'm taking Uber. Oh, I like oh, that. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like, fuck. I'm just gonna be back to back, like hitting the brake, yeah. stop and go, stop yep, and go. Yep, I'd yep. rather just be in the can't bathroom. look at your phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd rather just be in the back seat, hotspot on, doing some yeah, work. That's great. Yeah, that makes sense. I was in North Hollywood. And I was staying there, and I would come back to Playa Vista, which is Oof. 20 miles or yeah. something. But if you come at 6 a.m. or leave at 2.30, it's like 30 minutes, 25, 28, 30 minutes. It's not bad, but it, it definitely was an hour and a half sometimes too. But in Uber, it never really bothered me because yeah. I was just in the back and I would I had my laptop up so it's clear I'm doing something. Yeah. Some, some Uber drivers aren't great at acknowledging social <laughs> social cues. But and they just keep talking oh, yeah. There's a new silent, like, uh, did you see that? No. Like on Uber drivers, yeah, yeah, yeah. they say like, the silent feature or something like i don't want to talk yeah. oh yeah interesting. which i think you can do i just heard this again you can do before you get in yeah so they just kind of know yeah yeah like you don't have to silence them like right. mid-convo and yeah. then you're like like hey man i'm working back here yeah yeah <laughs> now some people still will never get that yeah, yeah. and they'll just like <laughs> have to speak and sometimes it's great to be able to have conversations like i've had great conversations in ubers with yeah. Uber drivers, but sometimes you're like, all right, I'm working. Like, shut yeah. the hell up. Like, <laughs> let me do my thing. I have my laptop up and I have that one headphone in to try to not be rude so I can hear you, right. but I'm clearly doing something. <laughs> yeah. Like, chill out. Why do you think more people don't do the work from anywhere thing? Because we love it. You love it. Obviously, it works for yeah. lots of people. It's tough for some people. I, I mean, it's definitely a new trend, but I think it's just that, like, leap of faith. People are scared. Yeah. They're like, well, what happens if I quit my day job? Like, mm -hmm. what happens if I decide to start my own company? Like, people are scared of not having that security blanket. I wonder if that's always been a thing, if that's new to the world. Because it's like, it seems like such an, like, I understand, like, the security of something. Mm -hmm. But, like, way back when, they were just, like, hunting and, like, there was no security. Like, you right. just went out because you did it. I don't know. I feel like people are so afraid now. Yeah. Where it, I don't feel like it used to be that way. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of societal constraint. And what's funny is like <clears throat> I think more and more recently I've kind of become this um, almost like a, a a life coach to some of my friends. Ah, just, again, by sure. accident, just because I have friends who are working late night at their jobs and they're just miserable mm -hmm. and they're making a lot of money but they hate what they do. Yeah. And I'm telling them I was just like you know like what is it about your life that makes you happy? And they can't even answer that question. Oof. Like, do you have a hobby? Well, not really. I just go work out. It's like, do you like working out? They're like, yeah, yeah. But like, if, like, if you didn't have your job, you didn't have your relationships, like what makes you happy? And they don't have the answer for it. That's an awful life to yeah. live. But that's, Uber but, but it's just this like societal constraint. Like yeah. they have to have a job. They have to be in a nice, healthy relationship. And then everything else is just like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like, well, you need to figure out like what, what purpose you have in life, like what makes you happy and then build everything around that. Right. So 
that should be the 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 route you go if if you're working f- if you're living 40 hours plus a week in a miserable place why the hell would you do that <laughs> or 100 hours a week. Yeah. or 100 right yeah. 40 plus i said yeah. 40 plus yeah. yeah and and i'm sure you've done shitty jobs we've done shitty jobs yeah. before uh, I, I was a college football coach or like a graduate graduate assistant coaching at small colleges and i we would work during the season me and me and one of the other gas like 100 hours a week and i made six grand a year and i slept on a couch and that was awesome you know, but at some point I knew that wasn't going to be my life and I wasn't going to do that for, for nothing. Like that made me happy at the time. It yeah. wouldn't make me happy now. Why uh, more people should just like figure out, like you said, the, what makes you happy and then yeah. figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. I, I was at brunch with my girl and all of her friends. Like this is like two months ago and they, they, it was all her friends from an old job and all of them still work there and they, all just sat and complained about it for like an hour. <laughs> like, jobs? Oh, they all hate the place. They hate it. <laughs> it's classic. Hate the job. Hate where they are. Hate this person. This person. Oh, did you see what happened with this guy and this? <laughs> and it was like, leave. Like why? I know they make, like they all make good money there yeah. and, and more money than they would at another place. But like, take a small pay cut and go somewhere where you're happy and you can do more. And and your Saturday brunch isn't filled with Monday through Friday bullshit. You know, like you need to be able to shut that off, get over it and have fun with life. Right. And I think a lot of people can't see that. They're just like, okay, well, I've got, you know, I got to do this for the next year or two of my life and then I'm going to get a promotion and then I'm going to go do this. And, you know. Yeah. They always see the five years out, but when that five year hits them, they're they're thinking about the next five and they're still doing the same thing. And they're still stuck in that same damn thing they were talking about doing five years ago. Right. But to them, like, the other side is really scary because it's the unknown. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whereas for me, like being on the other side, it's like I see that and that's scary to me. Like yeah. you're living your your life just day by day doing the same thing over and over again and you're not happy now. Like I don't think you're going to be happy five years from now doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Even with a little bit more money. Right, like right, right. When, when you started doing your own thing, did you have any money in the bank? Like, no did way. You, no. <laughs> no. Did, do you do sales yourself? Like, do you sell to the clients? Yeah. yeah. Is anybody else on the team? Uh, we have one other salesperson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When, so when, if someone were to start mm-hmm. a similar business, yeah. or similar business model, what would you say were like the key people to kind of like mm. bring around you to start something like that remote wise? I think it's really important to find a co-founder so mm. I started the company just on my own and it's it's just tough. And if I can go back and do it all over again, I would have found someone that either um, does the production work or the sales. And because for me, I was doing both. Uh-huh. And uh, I got to a point last year when I decided, OK, <clears throat> I could either continue doing, you know, the creative work and uh, working with the clients or I can do sales. And so I made the decision to to do the sales part, um, which is great because my, my team's amazing. So they're able to take care of our clients. Um, but initially starting out, it was hard because I'll go do sales and then I'll receive the projects and then I'll work on the projects. And then when I'm done, it's like, oh shit, I don't have any new projects coming right. in. And, and you're I've, doing the billing yourself. And right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm living off of my savings yeah. and that's not a lot of savings. And it was, you know, going up and down uh, the cycle. That was, that was really hard. Whereas now I can just like, consistently focus on sales and marketing yeah makes sense yeah it does make sense so this is not part of what you just said at all just hit me so fintech charlotte is that why because charlotte's a huge hub for um not really so i actually moved to china to launch my first fintech product what is what i don't know what that is what's fintech 
finance. Oh, finance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even speak the language. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was it was a mobile app to um, get receipts at the point of sale um, digitally through your through your uh, cell phone, oh, and then it aggregates yeah. all the consumer data, so you know where you're spending your money, and then you can get coupons from your frequently visited stores. So this was like six years ago. Yeah, this was six years ago. Okay. Yeah. And it, re- it failed because of the tech or uh, it people were not interested? It was or? a lot of reasons. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was in China. Um, I had just graduated from my master's. I had no prior like real work experience. I've done like internships and, and, uh, you know, small entrepreneurial projects here and there, but this was like my first like real life experience. Um, Uh, My co-founder got really sick, so he moved back to the Netherlands. Uh, I was there on a tourist visa. My visa expired. Um, Couldn't secure, like, proper funding. The only funding that I was uh, given was government funding. And they're like, well, if you want to take this money, you better find a Chinese co-founder as soon as possible to give 51% of your company to. Oh, they had to have majority, too. Wow. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, this is clearly a sign that I'm just not meant to be here. Um, And as much as I wanted to stay and, and plow through, like I just didn't have the mental capacity at the time uh, to just continue on. So yeah. I was like, okay, closing this chapter, moving on. Where to next? LA. Great. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> you just did it. Yeah. And then what'd you do when you got here? Uh, Is that wh- when you worked at the agency? No, when I got here, I was just bumming around. <laughs> <laughs> I was picking up every kind of freelance project. Um, you know, I did a little bit of like executive assistant work. Um, I did some styling. I did content writing. I did uh, website design, just like anything. anything. Yeah, how, any- are you, how are you finding gigs? So this is like six years ago, you said? This was uh, at this point, that's like five years ago. So okay. I came to L.A. actually maybe four, you know, 2014. Yeah. Fall of 2014 is when I came to L.A. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just finding people online. I have my website. I was just like reaching out. Um, yeah, basically what we're doing now too, just reaching out to everybody online. Is it like, are you looking at people doing a shitty job or are you looking at people like requests for proposals or stuff like that? Oh, or? yeah. Um, so at the time there was a platform called Odesk, which uh-huh. is now called Upwork. Yep. So yeah. just going through that day in, day out. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, see, that world's a different world to me. Even when we were in that, I never dealt with any of that. So that was all, yeah, all the Timmy's tech world. Yeah. But Elance, is Elance still around? Uh, no, they, they got acquired by Upwork as uh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, another one that I would use, actually, the, how I found my these developers that I, I still use for like referral, um, this guy in India, uh, I sent out like Upwork, or, mm-hmm. you know, Elance, everything. It linked in too. Like I was just everywhere trying to find a developer, and this guy just stood out to me, and I still talk to him yeah. every month. Yeah. But yeah, he won. He won the bid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's important to like, it, it takes a lot of time to find, well, for both sides to find good freelancers on Upwork and then also to find good jobs on there too. Like you just huh. have to like filter a lot because otherwise you're just going to end up with shitty clients and shitty fran- freelancers. Yeah. Sure. And I would imagine it's, it's here in LA, like you probably have to like there's probably as soon as you put it up there's probably 15 companies or individuals hitting yeah. you up but a lot of it is just um people from from like offshore, offshore oh yeah i can see that yeah yeah have you gotten any work from social like do you guys put effort in on social on to social? like acquire work yeah like the dm or something oh no we or actually like anything through instagram facebook linkedin any of that stuff no nothing so linkedin uh it's uh it's kind of interesting so October 2017, um, I started posting some content on LinkedIn. 
uh, I had to stop, but I, I posted a couple content on LinkedIn and I think it was like the third or fourth one went completely viral, had over 20 million views. Um, and from that one post, we've just like got so many amazing leads and clients. Wow. Um, and I actually had to stop posting content because of all the inbound that was coming in. We just couldn't keep up with it. Get out wow. of here. Yeah. So, and, but there was like, I mean, a good chunk of it were people who were like, oh, can, can we work at Wander? Um, another chunk were like, can I date you? And then, <laughs> <laughs> so to actually like- On LinkedIn, like, they're doing this? <laughs> oh my God, That's yeah. That's great, of course. So to actually like find like good inbound, it, it took so much time. So I stopped posting on content. Wow. Uh, on, what on, was the one that went viral? Like what yeah, were you what, saying? What so it? Um, it was a story about how the first six months, like going from freelancer to incorporating to Wander, I put, uh, when I brought everybody in full time, I put everyone's salary on my personal credit card. Um, was in you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, um, but the point of the post wasn't that I was in debt. It was more so like I didn't want to lay off any of my team, and it was such a big financial struggle for me. But I didn't want to lay off anybody because you know the team is like what makes or breaks the company, and like it's yeah, important yeah. to invest into people. And so that was what really resonated with everybody, and overnight just blew up. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Did, did uh, like any big sites post it or big like big LinkedIn platform like creators posted or that people just saw like shared saw like shared? Yeah, there was wow. I want to say there was about four thousand shares. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, and what's funny was I found so many people who actually copied and pasted that exact story as their own. Really? Yeah. And that's, I and I reported so it to ridiculous. LinkedIn and they ended up not taking them down. So um, they just, did they write it or did they make a video and they're speaking to a camera? No, saying, they just like literally copy like word for word paste. Huh. And then, then, and then their stories would go viral. But oh, then so it was, it was just a, um, it was just typed out. It wasn't, there was no video or a picture. With no, it. it was just like a typed out long form, uh, content. Um, people are so gross. I know. I know. Uh, but it was so, it was just kind of funny. Cause like there was this one Indian dude who, um, he posted it word for word took credit for it. I think he got like, he had over like a thousand comments on his of, you know, people praising him. And then I've DM'd him. I was like, hey, hey, like, can you take this down or at least like give me credit for it? And he's just like, well, I made you famous in India. And ah. it's just like, you didn't even credit me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? That's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. But I guess people do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and people, I'll see people uh, just like say different messages in the same thing right like for, for them to do what you did is i mean if you to copy and paste a story like that is ridiculous yeah but i guess that's just the world we live in like <laughs> people just do that shit all the time yeah and they pretend like that's theirs right and i think authenticity is just so important nowadays um you know not just like in the stories that you're telling but just like well, I guess, yeah, it is, it's just like stories that you're telling. Like, is it like, is it coming from you or are you just like copy pasting? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's, and people want to be able to relate. I, and I think that was also the reason why that story went viral was because it wasn't me talking about my success and saying like, oh, like, look how much money I've made. It was more like, here is a struggle. Like, this is, <laughs> this is real life of an entrepreneur. It's not glamorous. It's really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And that type of authenticity is what really resonated with people. Sure. I think it's so rare too. That's, that's probably why it's extra. Yeah. And I, again, it goes back to that fear. Like people don't want to talk about failure because 
they they they're, they fear judgment mm-hmm. they fear um you know they're disappointing their their friends and family but um uh, what they fail to uh, what they don't realize is people relate to failure you know they, people relate to failure and not mm-hmm. not so much success everybody fails everybody fails yeah and and not I, everyone succeeds <laughs> i mean you succeed at little things maybe but yeah. to that level yeah but it's it's a beautiful thing because when you fail that's where your greatest uh, lessons come from and i know that sounds so cheesy but it's true um yeah that seems to be true right? i'm yeah. trying to like think of, like our <laughs> biggest failures the things we've done i guess you always i mean yeah. you always learn it from shit big big failures small failures winning successes you're still learning something right. hopefully i mean I, I don't know how you can't really feel me timmy i did i feel <laughs> you i feel it, you. anything else here uh no this was phenomenal cool, yeah, yeah. It, you know what it does it makes me want to travel yeah definitely <laughs> fucking bali man yeah december so uh, we're 19, going 2019 we're going to bali <laughs> timmy and i are going to chicago next week yeah then we're going to denver and then, yeah and, and then, then maybe vegas it. maybe vegas in <laughs> july that's an awesome itinerary they're all work related but yeah i mean well it's yeah Chicago. So we're going to Chicago. Oh, yeah, we're doing. Uh, we have a coffee company, so we're doing like a um, meet and greet with a UFC athlete at, nice. at, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then I have a baby shower. Our, my, our second baby shower mm-hmm. is in Denver. That's where she's from. Her family's there. So Tim and his family are going to meet and hang out. It's his first time there. And then Vegas would be some work stuff. Nice. And then I'm shutting it down because we could have a baby anytime after that. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. And then we're gonna start traveling. I, I don't think she's been to Bali, but I know she wants to. You guys should also go to Colombia too. Yeah. Oh, Columbia. I'm in. Coffee, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. The coffee regions there, oh, it's so beautiful. They've got the world's tallest palm trees. It's it's amazing. Really? Yeah. We'll have to uh, get an itinerary from you, know, you yeah. when we go. Yeah, there. right. <laughs> hey, Suggestions. What we, yeah, what should we go to see? I've I actually I got my passport like a year and a half ago. Like for the first time. For the first time at what? 33 or whatever I was at the time. Oh my god. Yeah, and I. Wow. So I'd been to I've been the Bahamas uh-huh. as like a ninth grader or something like we, it was a family trip. We went on like a cruise there and then I'd been to Toronto as a young kid. And then in college, I went to college like an hour south of mm-hmm. Detroit. And so you could go across the border and like yeah. gamble and drink at 19. So I would do that. But you didn't need a passport then. Oh, interesting. And then I just never did. Yeah. You know, I didn't either want to or there was, you know, I didn't make any money from 24 to 28 right you know so i wasn't traveling at those times and then i just felt like all right i'm gonna get this passport and i'm gonna go somewhere i haven't really gone international yet <laughs> although we had we had partners in japan and england and we were trying to yeah. go and just didn't work out as far as like traveling there well you better put that passport to use we're doing it <laughs> d- next year <laughs> maybe later this year i was trying to get my mom to go on a trip i said where do you want to go anywhere and she was like I don't know what she said. Not Iceland. I think she wanted oh, to go. So beautiful there. So we'll see. Maybe you can go too, Timmy. Well, I'm not invited. No, you're not. You're what the fuck? It was me and my mother and Liv. Fuck. Are you guys brothers? We yeah. are brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah but apparently yeah. I'm not invited to family vacation. <laughs> it now. wasn't a family vacation. It was a three fuck. vacation. But now we've yeah. got a four, a three and a half now of us. <laughs> All right, Jenny. We appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you.